Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 270 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Janine. Thanks, Janine. Thank you, Janine. And she's in the Discord. Thanks, Janine. Janine. (laughs) Janine, did you know that my grandmother's name was Janine? Pretty cool. A good egg. A good egg. Well, kids, today we are joined by a special guest host, an expert on the man with the greasy hair. Mm-hmm. Please welcome Lori Kim to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. course. you always welcome here on the Swish and I'm Flick. ready. I'm ready to have you influence Megan to say that she loves Snape. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can do it. I could at least maybe say I appreciate Snape. I mean, you've already said it, so. I know. Okay. I do appreciate it. (gasps) Anywho. Guys, I just really need to quickly say again how amazing Lori's talk was at LeakyCon Denver. I talked about it a lot, I think, on our LeakyCon episode. Like, Mm -hmm. shattered my brain. I I couldn't sit still. (laughs) I wanted to, like talk to Katie the whole time that you were talking because I was just like oh my god I never thought of this oh my god I never and I just kept like looking over at her and like my eyes were wide it was just changing so thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you I'm sure your book is going to be one of the books that we go through whenever we're done with the main series so we appreciate your writing uh write more yeah please <laughs> I have thoughts. <laughs> Love that. Well, we are lucky enough to have Lori on for the entirety of the Sectum Sempra chapter. So today we are going to be discussing part one of chapter 24 of Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, Sectum Sempra. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to cavort your way through the details. <laughs> And before we begin, Megan has some ooh weekly profit news. What is this? I wanted our thought. Okay, I wanted everybody's okay. thoughts on all of this chatter that Fantastic Beasts is officially dead. I'm so fifty fifty. I don't know. Did they lose money on this? I do not believe that they lost money, but okay. they also did not make as much as they could it would have been a well there was so much controversy surrounding this movie they were kind of doomed from the start to not have it be a blockbuster just because of the author because of different actors within the series getting into terrible terrible trouble um the whole johnny depp thing changing a major character um I don't know. It's like the cursed movie series. So it says this no, is an article. Broadway. What? Not Broadway. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> this is an article from Variety, and it says Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore, a two hundred million dollar budgeted sequel in the Harry Potter spinoff series, is an anomaly in the author's wizarding world. With just four hundred and five. Okay, you made two hundred and five million dollars. Whatever. Oh, I digress. 
It says with just $405 million <laughs> at the global box office, it's the first film in the blockbuster franchise out of 11 to just barely break even in its theatrical run. Hmm. Yes, Lori. So I'm, I, I was expecting to hear that they're not going forward with it because I don't think the author's heart is in it anymore. I think there's a lot of conflict. Mm. When the premiere took place, there was a live premiere and Tom Felton right. was um, the live host yes. and interviewed everybody. And I thought the author wasn't there at the premiere. And it turned out she was. I saw yeah. later in photos, but she wasn't part of the interview process. You know, and they interviewed mm. like the the first, second and third string actors um, and they didn't interview her. And yeah. also the script that was co-written, when mm -hmm. I looked at it line by line, a lot of it was not written by her. I think it was based on something she wrote. But it was but mostly the, Steve. Wasn't it Steve Clovis? Yeah, right? Steve Clovis. And they wrote it so that it could either be the middle of a five movie arc or it could be the last of a three movie arc. Which was, mm. you know, as a writing assignment, a really difficult thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I saw some um, storylines that they changed. You know, they had been going a certain way from the first two movies. And then they got changed up for this because the big job that they had to do was to park the franchise in case it's done. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I mean, we yeah. definitely talked about that. Yeah. I feel like um, they succeeded and creating a film that would be great for the middle of a series. And I think that if they intended that to maybe be used as a final of a three, then they absolutely failed because that was a gigantic cliffhanger at the end. I felt like it was, I felt like it was 50, 50. It was like when I finished seeing it, I was kind of like, okay, I could kind of get that this, might have been where they decide to leave it or it would have been a great direction like going more towards the Grindelwald Dumbledore like we knew what the ending was culminating to so like I felt like mm -hmm. they did end it in the sense where like okay I could see it going that way but I did also kind of get the vibes of like I and I think I said this to Katie at like literally in the theater I was like it feels kind of final I did not feel that way at all. Really? Yes. Um, spoilers for Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, you have revealed who Credence's father is. You also have um, uh, Grindelwald escape and now is on the run again. That's not wrapped up. Um, Credence is possibly dying like right meow. That's not wrapped up. I feel like he's dead. Like, but he's but he's currently not. <laughs> yeah, but I but like I always assumed I kind of assumed that they did that full well knowing that they had no intentions to bring Ezra Miller back for the next movie. Like I literally if if they killed him off off screen, if he went ahead and died and then at the beginning of the next one, oh, he's dead. Totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine, because that's not really where the series was supposed to head. This is going to head with well in the direction of it's not fantastic beasts anymore let's just be real um but newt scamander in some way should at least be helping out more dumbledore with that final battle mm -hmm. but i feel like this is no longer newt's story this is absolutely dumbledore's story mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So they yeah, got it, all mixed up. It's a very confusing series. It was more that you could see things that the screenwriters were doing to tell us that it's over. Like mm-hmm. when they, at the end, during first of all, there's no reason why Queenie and Jacob should be getting married. We don't hear about suddenly Muggle and which oh yeah i didn't even think about that legal but it's yeah. sort of like this is you know an emotional ending mm-hmm. and then uh we had newt telling dumbledore if i had to do it i would do it all over again and that's sort of like a screenwriter's goodbye mm. like you mm-hmm. know this is emotionally it's finished and we got the hand on heart battle between dumbledore and grindelwald so that even though this isn't where the story was supposed to end, we could feel something, you know, mm. about the two of them finally confronting each other. I thought, okay, this is, you know, if I were grading this assignment, I would be like, great, you you did everything you were supposed to do. Good, good, mm-hmm. good enough. Mm-hmm. Because what a huge bunch of storylines that they have to <laughs> switch around in order to stop it here. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I- yeah. If there's one more, I would be totally fine, but it feels everything feels chaotic. I think it's done. <laughs> it does make me sad. I, I I have I'm very torn on this because I loved this I loved this series. I loved Fantastic Beasts. I loved Crimes of Grindelwald. I loved mm-hmm. Secrets of Dumbledore. Yes. I am I, I, I feel to be, how do I word this? I am struggling a lot more now to support her in any way. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I, and I, I had found peace in a certain way with uh, deciding how I was going to um, give her money and not give her money and, you know, offset it and whatever. But I... Ever since that tweet, actually, while we were at LeakyCon Denver, of her just saying that she looks at her royalty checks and she feels a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, that's a slap in the face. I mean, I don't know other things she said. It is so. And, and I just want to put this out there to people. It's OK to mourn losing her because we do because she was a different person from uh, she was a very different person a long time ago and I don't I don't know what happened I don't know what happened or maybe she was always this way and she did a great way of hiding it I don't know but I Uh I'm just really sad like all over again especially after after that whole I just look at my royalty checks and I feel better I was like how pompous. Yes, yeah. Lori. Um, <laughs> I I had to come to peace with it, too, because I loved the Fantastic Beast movie series. I loved it more than the Harry Potter Me series. Me, too. Or it was where, so fresh. Where it looked like it was going to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. And when I watched the Secrets of Dumbledore movie, I kind of felt like the filmmakers were giving us the rest of it. You know how they replicate all the suitcases? And then at the end, all the suitcases fall open and there's all sorts of different material in there just like spilling out and spilling out. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is sort of like, okay, we've taken you to this point. You know that Grindelwald loses in 45. Right. We've given you everything we have to work with. Go for us. Go 
make the story how you want now because you know we can't go any further than this and yeah this is pure speculation on my part based on nothing but one of the discomforts i had around watching the the parallel implosions of the author and ezra miller was Mm. that this is the notable non-binary actor of the franchise you know who had been a giant harry potter fan and then to know that you have to go to work and the big boss that you had looked up to was saying these things i yeah i don't know i don't know what's going on in either person's brain except that it's so painful to watch Mm -hmm. but that can't have been comfortable like that aspect i think was was part of the mix a thousand percent and i think he probably i'm are ezra's pronouns he him or is it they them i i'm just gonna say that it's both okay okay i just wanted to, to clarify um ezra's was yeah he was a huge fan of harry potter and he made that they made that so apparent in all interviews leading up to um fantastic beasts like so excited and to actually be on a project of the authors while all of this goes down had to be so emotionally painful because they're part of the community and are getting their paycheck from the author right now and probably really struggled showing up to work every day and didn't know how to I mean and was a huge role in the movie like you can't just you you can't just I mean you I guess they could have just been like peace out but also I I would believe that Ezra would want to finish this out for the fans but really struggled and you can clearly see that Ezra needs some help and a lot of the things that happened I kind of feel were pleas for help without just saying it there's just so much I I just feel I just feel really bad watching the whole thing unfold like it it just it doesn't and I loved that series so much like I just yeah and I said it numerous times I know everybody likes to poo poo on Fantastic Beasts and I was always there to defend it it was one of my favorites I loved so much that there were no expectations from it you didn't have a book mm-hmm. to compare it to. You just went into the movie and you were surprised the whole time. Whereas when it was a totally different mm-hmm. experience than going to see a Harry Potter movie where you would walk in right. to see Harry Potter and you you expected things were going to happen and then you'd be upset when they didn't. But like right. this, <laughs> but then like this one, Truly. it was like you didn't necessarily have that disappointment because you didn't know what was going to happen. And it just yeah. is sad to see it fall apart like this. Disappointing. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely disappointing. So anyway, that was a long weekly profit, but I'm going to, to make addressed. us move on. It needed to be addressed. <laughs> yeah. It did. I just wanted everybody's opinions on it. And I unfortunately do kind of think that it's over. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. And I think that I can speak for my host friends here and say that um, we hope that both Ezra and the author get the help that they need. And to Morgan's point in the chat, 
yes, Ezra does deserve consequences for things that he Absolutely. did. I'm Absolutely. I'm by no means saying that he does not deserve consequences because things that he did yeah. are not okay. But I do also think that he needs help. It's a, it's a huge double-edged sword with what's going on yeah. with it's yeah. been incredibly painful to watch yeah mm-hmm. um so on that note let's <laughs> yeah. talk about half blood prince um <laughs> <Half-Blood> prince. <laughs> make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us then they may too subscribe to our channel on youtube at swish and flick podcast and follow us on facebook instagram and tiktok at swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. We are always accepting Potter stories, so please send those our way, as well as any fun things, questions, or concerns to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. I'm waiting to hear you just say that in the middle of the night one time in your sleep. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I will. She might. She might. I had my first okay. dream today about Fillmore. What? Yeah, it's so weird. And I, you know, I've dreamed about podcasts. It's so weird. You gotta anyway. tell it in the in the later part. I will. Cool. <laughs> all right, I can't go all out for this because my throat hurts. All right, but it's time for the recap. That was still beautiful. It was good. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so much Horcrux talk. Dumbledore is finally dishing out some real information to Harry. There's four cruxes to <laughs> four cruxes. Four, <laughs> four cruxes. Four cruxes. That's amazing. Four Horcruxes to go. And in another shocking <laughs> twist, Dumbledore says Harry can go with him to go hunt one down. Being Ooh. really generous here, Dumble. And uh, Harry gets pretty sassy about love being a superpower, but like, dude, it's super true. Super true. Super. Mega. Who are okay. you? What was okay, that hold blog? On, hold on. Does anybody remember Pink is the New Blog from like the glory days of the internet? Yep. There. Okay, so he was he was one of my favorite blogs to follow, <laughs> and he um <laughs> he reported on celebrities. He lived in L.A. He followed TMZ. He would report all of the news. So I made this is what he would have posted on his blog. I need to know what year like, this is from. Like when Joel Madden and Hillary Duff broke up. They got a Dunzo picture on Pink is the New Blog. It's like 2000. Uh, okay. Because they're because I thought you pulled this from Laguna Beach, which no. I well, have I been be. binge watching on Netflix, <laughs> as well as listening to Back to the Beach podcast with Stephen Coletti and um, uh, Kristen Cavallari. I guess because it would be similar she time frame, says though. Dunzo. Yeah. 2004. Yeah, that 2004. sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's so very good. first up, it's recap time. No, literally it is because Harry recaps everything to Ron and Hermione. We've got Lav and Ron, <laughs> Dunzo, Ginny and Dean, Dunzo. <laughs> and also Katie Bella's back. 
and she still doesn't know who gave her the necklace, even though Harry just wants to will it into existence that she will remember. She does not. We have some questionable conversations about bathrooms, and Harry again thinks about Sectumsempra. Uh, he also wonders if Ron would be okay with him dating Ginny, and now we have some Quidditch talk about Ravenclaw versus Gryffindor. There's a lot in this third. Harry's like, that's all over the place. Did you see blonde hair? <laughs> Can you remember that at all? <laughs> well, she wouldn't have, so... Nope. <laughs> Did you hear anything about someone's father hearing about this? <laughs> someone's dad up in there. <laughs> oh, I titled the beginning of my section, Exhausted but happy about it. <laughs> so Harry is very happy about his night's work with getting the memory. And he ends up telling Ron and Hermione everything during their charms lesson. And before getting started, Muffliato is cast all around them. And as he's going through this story, both Ron and Hermione are very impressed with how he got the memory from Slughorn and awed when he told them about the Horcruxes that Boldy had made and the fact that Harry could go along with Dumbledore when he found where another one was. I remember being really startled that Hermione says nothing about Muffliato being cast. Like, Not oh, a thing. suddenly she's okay with this? Is this because <laughs> she's so impressed with Harry? Is it because she's in a good mood from the breakup? But it's foreshadowing. Ooh. 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 I think it's a little bit of both, actually, with those reasonings. She's definitely much happier now that lav lav is out of the picture um and we know that when she's in a good mood she lets some other things slide like yes. um there was at one point where uh ron needed help with homework and she was like telling him no for the longest time right. and then he she finally does it and he's like i love you yeah. and she's like yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, uh. I liked Jess's little comment in the Discord about how Muffliato is fanfic's most famous spell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're going to go on. <laughs> it is. So Ron is really not paying attention to what he's doing, and he's accidentally making it snow. Because he just keeps ooing and aahing over what Harry was going to be doing. Like, it's a big deal to be going with Dumbledore. Think how famous Dumbledore is and all the things that he's done. Let alone going to be working at taking down the greatest dark wizard of their time. Like, that's a huge deal. And Hermione notices this, so she redirects Ron's wand by taking his wrist away from the ceiling. And guess who spots this little touchy touch? It's Lavender. She glared at Hermione with red eyes across the way. Ooh, is, she Voldemort? <laughs> is she Voldemort? Is she Voldemort? Alas, no, she has been crying, though, which is a sad tweet. It's a sad tweet. Oh, this relationship was drug out way too long. But I talk about that, I think. So we find out what Felix was up to that night as well. So Felix is basically a person at this point. And Felix also helped Ron and Lavender break up. Hooray. But like, honestly, that should have been done a very, very long time ago. Ron wasn't, he was, I mean, 
I'm kind of surprised that Lavender didn't see that Ron's heart wasn't in it anymore. But also she was well, kind of like lovesick. And... When you are young and in a relationship like that, it's very hard to let go. And I feel like definitely Ron's like first relationship. And I, we don't know if it's hers or not. But we know from the outside view that it's definitely not right to string people along. And it is very difficult for some people to let people go. And they both were having a hard time and Felix just kind of upped it a notch. So there you go. Juan <laughs> is so conflict averse. It yeah. just terrifies him. And yeah. she's, she's so clingy in a very aggressive kind of champion clinger way. Champion clinger. <laughs> she is. She definitely is. Um, and then so there's snow, right? And so Ron brushes Hermione's shoulders to get the snow off. And at this, Lavender bursts into tears. <laughs> and we find out the the story. So last night when they were coming out of the dorm with Hermione, she saw Ron and Hermione together because Harry was under the cloak. This looked like a situation. She wasn't here for it. And Ron said it was pretty bad when she was yelling, but he was happy that he was not the one who had to, quote, finish it. And I can just picture this in my head. Ron just standing there real sheepish while Lavender just goes off. And he's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, OK, it's over. <laughs> but, like, just pieces out. But Hermione calls him a coward. But she looks amused. She's pleased. Of course she is. She's definitely pleased. <laughs> Just said, wait, is Ron Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> oh, as far as Taylor Swift? Mm -hmm. Is that what we're talking about? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, my goodness. And she's definitely happy about all the possibilities that now can await them. Like, they both know what this is between them. But getting started with this is going to take a little bit more time. Um, they have a whole year of camping ahead of them to get to know each other, so it's fine. Hermione doesn't need In to that worry way. because, as Marguerite says, Ron mm -hmm. and Lavender are never, ever getting back together. No, they're no. not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> so Felix oh. was up to even more than that last night, friends. Ginny and Dean also hit Splitsville. <laughs> Double hoorays. Dunzo. 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 This relationship is donezo. Okay. Quote, Harry thought that there was a rather knowing look in her eye as she told him that, but she could not possibly know what his insides were suddenly dancing. The conga. Nice dance move. Keeping his face as immobile and his voice as indifferent as he could, he asked, how come? Oh, something really silly, she said. He was always trying to help her through the portrait hole, like she couldn't climb in herself. But they've been a bit rocky for ages. Harry glanced over at Dean on the other side of the classroom. He certainly looked unhappy. Of course, this puts you in a bit of a dilemma, doesn't it? Said Hermione. What do you mean? Said Harry quickly. The Quidditch team, said Hermione. If Ginny and Dean aren't speaking, dot, dot, dot. Girl, so, you don't care about Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, am I the only one who has a hard time thinking about Harry Potter knowing even what the conga is? Yes. 
I feel like that's work. something he saw on BBC. I don't like, know. <laughs> where, where you know, it's not like the Dursleys took him along to weddings, and it's not like anyone the Dursleys knew would be dancing the conga. Right. <laughs> Like, it's gotta be TV. Harry was doing it's gotta the be wobble. those days where they the get wobble. where they where they take wobble baby wobble baby where they take uh, Dudley out and Harry's there and then he raids the fridge and he plays PlayStation and he watches whatever he wants. Maybe he's watching a dance lesson. I don't know. I yeah, and that the memory was just lying dormant in his brain until this very moment, right? Right. Yeah, it is. It is quite an odd thing when you think about it. Harry like, Potter. where's your exposure for this, my friend? Doing the conga. Oh gosh. <laughs> the electric go. slide. We uh, we went on <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot, and we got the song Conga. I agree. Nice. It's the worst one to get. I'm just yeah. saying. Just throwing that out there. I like when you get September. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So in normal Harry times, he would have been beside himself about the team basically having a split. Um, and in normal times, Hermione wouldn't have given two hoots about Quidditch. But these are not normal times. She knows what the haps are and she's not dumb. She's picking up what's been happening. <laughs> And then Ron warns that Flitwick is approaching, so they stop talking. And I love, love, love this part because it is Sorcerer Stone style <laughs> writing. Mm -hmm. um, so Hermione is the only one who has turned her vinegar to wine. And her wine was a deep crimson color and Ron's was brown. So they all tried together with Flitwick watching and Harry's vinegar turned to ice and Ron's flask exploded <laughs> who are you oh yeah very shameless finnegan of him <laughs> brown wine so yeah that got me for a second i thought maybe it's malt vinegar like oh, the amazing british pubs because i'm thinking be. american right like the yeah. pure clear distilled right um because usually when you hear about brown murky liquids in this series it means something a little grosser than that <laughs> yeah but yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of adorable to see them being completely incompetent like this because, yeah. you know, we've been seeing them do such grown-up things this whole series, mm -hmm. but like, no, they, they're really also just kids. Yes. And uh, it also reminds me that um, Hermione, she's still teasing them because when you think of just Hermione's year without anybody else's story, she's had a terrible, terrible year. Yeah, And, you know, Lavender's crying now, but for most of the year, Hermione was in their dorm crying and listening to Lavender, like, giggle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, she's needling Harry about, like, well, of course you're thinking about, you know, Quidditch. Yeah. But, but yeah, she's got a lot going on. <laughs> she does. She absolutely does. Definitely has the emotional ra range much larger than a teaspoon. So, <laughs> I looked up if you could do this, but it's the other way around. Turn wine into vinegar? Wine can turn into vinegar, I believe, but vinegar cannot turn into wine. Like in real Am time? Am I right in that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, vinegar, the word means sharp wine, oh, like wine okay. that's turned. 
Yeah. And it's when bacteria get into wine and ferment, which you can't undo. But I think there's like, you know, sayings about like, well, you can't turn vinegar into yeah. wine. Yeah. This so can I just happen. thought that this was interesting. This can happen when wine is stored upright instead of on its side. The storage position is crucial because to keep out oxygen, a cork must remain wet. I didn't know that. That's why it's all... There you go. Oh. That's why it's all laying That's down. why it doesn't matter when you have a screw top. I love screw top wine. Fools. Box wine. Box wine. Hey, <laughs> I will say, Aldi has corked wine for... Two ninety five, and it's really it's pretty great. Yeah, that's cheap. All the wine flavors, is fantastic. Like the flavors, like the blueberry and that kind. Those are screw tops. Got it. But the Moscato, the Pinot, that kind. Cork. Their Pinot Grigio is great. Just saying. I also don't have anything against <laughs> box wine. Yeah, we do no. not Aldi condone has great box wine too. Drinking under the age of whatever your country's age is. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second. Okay, so Hermione's the only person right now that's able to do this. So their homework is to practice. So this begs the question, what are all these underage <laughs> witches and wizards doing with the wine that they are creating well, if they are successful? But they can already drink butterbeer. Yes, but that's like very low grade stuff. Hmm. But also it's strong for house elves, but not for them. I mean, Slughorn was giving, was pouring out liquor for them the day that Ron got poisoned. That's true, right? Yeah, yeah. And also, because of the um, apparition lessons, we know that some of them are of age by wizarding standards. True, right? So, but, you know, that's like the big plot point is like, okay, Harry and Draco are still just barely right. kids. Right. So maybe they figure whatever they're sixty years. <laughs> they're not. They're not driving, and hopefully no one's flying. So <laughs> I don't know. Not squinching. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. But I just thought that that was interesting. I just thought that that. Was I like the thought in the Discord. Jen says maybe they're turning it more into like cooking wine, since vinegar isn't alcoholic. I don't know. It's a. It's a thought. But it's probably regular wine because, you know, like Lori said, like <laughs> Slughorn was literally pouring them liquor. Yeah. He's like, oh, you need to pick me up. Let's get some booze. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do not drink underage kids. It's oh, Morgan says in the UK, they can drink alcohol at 16. They just can't buy it until 18. Oh, well, then never mind. Well, there you go. There we go. You're fine. Legal. You're legal. Is that <laughs> okay. Really true? Hmm. I mean, I trust you. I'm not saying that. I <laughs> Lori, would you like to share your beautiful thought that you have here? Well, yeah, this whole conversation is exactly what this scene, this whole part of the chapter makes me feel. Like, are they children? Are they adults? It's really in between. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the classroom scene, the adorable comical failure, you know, they're, they're not even paying attention to the lesson. And then when the teacher comes by, they have disasters. It's like, I think it's it might be their last classroom scene and it feels really nostalgic and adorable. Is it uh, really? You, you never know it's your last time. Like you never know this could be the last time that you do this certain thing. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes you never know. And it's not like their defense classes where it's all foreshadowing and really heavy. It's just like this random wizardy thing. 
yeah. that they don't do very well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now I'm like, it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting towards the end. So there was a free period after Charms, and they went back to the common room together. And this really kind of does feel like the calm before the storm. Um, because things go downhill and they go downhill very fast. So Ron was so lighthearted about the end of his relationship and Hermione was so cheery as well. Um, so kudos for you guys, but Harry is a different story and he's kind of at war with himself inside his own head. And so he's arguing with himself. She's Ron's sister, but she's, but she's ditched Dean. She's still Ron's sister. I'm his best mate. That'll make it worse. If I talk to him first, he'd hit you. What if I don't care? He's your best mate. So like, he's struggle bus. It's a va- <laughs> like it's definitely a valid, agreed um, argument in his head. Like, is it especially given their fight before yeah. about boys? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, him dating Jenny is not gonna make Ron jealous because it's his sister, but. It, I think that Harry recognizes that their relationship kind of can be, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Their relationship can kind of be like, like on thin ice at times in these certain situations. Ron really is a person who jumps ship instead of has a conversation you know what i'm saying he's instead of like talking ron will just assume the worst and walk away yeah and Mm -hmm. yeah like aubrey in the chat exhibit a ron and gobble to fire like that's literally i'm Mm -hmm. sure he is full-on thinking what happened what happened the last time he thought that i did something that he didn't agree with you know it did not end it didn't go well for a very long time and he I'm sure he's aware of the fact that this is the calm before the storm. He's going to need them. He's going to need them more than he's ever needed them before. And mm-hmm. it just would not be prudent to prudent. She says uh, to put their relationship on the rocks at this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, is it worth it? Don't worry. Ron takes care of that when they're camping. Uh, I know. We plomp, dude. <laughs> hey, I didn't do it. <laughs> All right. It's green. So. Yep. Harry barely notices that they're climbing through the portrait hole into the sunny common room at this point. And as they walk in, they see Katie is back. So Hermione cries. Katie, you're back. Are you okay? I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what she says um but this makes harry stare he's just kind of well i mean obviously you weren't expecting to see katie she's been gone for how long like you don't know when she's coming back and also he's stuck in his head about so many different things right now like yes obviously there's the whole conversation with Ginny about Ginny going on in his head he's still obsessing over draco and seeing katie probably just brings that back to the forefront of his mind like oh my god Draco I should be thinking about that again which is exactly why he goes and asks her immediately like hey do you remember so yeah this makes Harry stare because she looked completely healthy which obviously is a good thing it's definitely not a bad thing 
Um, but she says that she is really well and they let her out of Mungo's on Monday. She had a couple days at home with her parents and now she's back. And she has like, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but she looks to Harry <laughs> and says he heard about, that she heard about McLaggen. Um, and Harry just says, thankfully, she's back now. They'll have a chance to thrash Ravenclaw. But Harry literally cannot stop himself from asking. <laughs> he goes over to her. He gets really quiet. And he's like, that necklace. Can you remember who gave it to you now? Yeah. And nice to see you too, Harry. <laughs> right. But she doesn't right. even. I know. That. I know. She, she's, she cares too. She does care. And I think that she is upset that she can't remember. She wants to remember. She wants to be able to help and figure out who gave this to her. But she literally, she says, no, she said, no, I do not know. And also tells them that the last thing that she remembers is going into the ladies room at the three broomsticks. And Hermione asks her if she definitely went in. And Katie replies with, well, I know I pushed open the door, so I suppose whoever imperiused me was standing just behind it. After that, my memory is blank until about two weeks ago in St. Mungo's. So she mm. literally just like black out. Remembers months. nothing. Is it months? Do you think she saw Lockhart? <sighs> I don't know. Do you think she hung out? <laughs> no. Did she get a signed photo? <laughs> Probably. I'm sure he I gives mean, them you out can't to escape. everybody. You can't escape the signed photo. <laughs> um, but she has to go at that point because she has class. And she, it's kind of funny because she's like, you know, I wouldn't put it past McGonagall to give me lines, even if it is my first day back. So she hurries <laughs> off with, with her classmates to go to class. But Harry, Ron and Hermione still talk. And then they have this questionable conversation. So... Hermione says so it must have been a girl or a woman who gave Katie the necklace to be in the ladies bathroom and okay first of all not necessarily so coming from people who all hung out in a girl's bathroom second year to brew a potion they should know that Ron Snaps. and Harry walked right into a girl's bathroom no thought didn't care uh, it's there's no like you know locked door at the front won't open unless you have whatever parts they think that they need to get into that bathroom like that's not how it works it's just a room with toilets so there's no spell blocking people of the other sex from walking in there so it just seems silly to flat out be like well it's a woman right it was a woman right. let's and and i will say though that i do think that hermione kind of tries to like i i think her mind goes to this because she really doesn't want Harry to think about Draco. I do think that that could be an underlying thing to this, but it also doesn't make sense because as Vinny is saying in the chat, Hermione, well, okay. What? She is straight logic, but again, she knows that this is a thing that can happen. Like, yes, Laurie. There's, also, Hermione is worried about gender for the whole book because she's the one who's uneasy about the prince mm, yeah. and saying, you know, it looks like a, a girl's handwriting. It might be a woman. Mm. Handwriting and, doesn't have gender, Hermione. But right. it's something that her mind has been on the whole time. This is yes. true. I actually didn't think about that. She really, really wants to figure it out. And she also, like, really pushes it for the prince to be female at times. Yeah. 
I think that what Harry says next is kind of the most uncomfy, though, because he says, or someone mm -hmm. who looked like a girl or a woman. Don't forget, there was a cauldron full of polyjuice potion at Hogwarts. We know some of it got stolen. Well, Crabbe and Goyle have been girls. Yes, it just for makes me Malfoy's lookout incredibly uncomfortable to specifically point out that this. Well, Lori, you you put the comment in here. You can say it <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. Uh, I mean, I I have no problem. It's just. I can talk about it. Yeah. I just wish this weren't the reality we're right. in. I know. It's, it's the it's the hindsight that we have, and mm -hmm. it's it's none of us would have connected any of these dots on the first read of this book, it's and it's not, only yeah. because of the new things that have come to light. Where it's now it's weird to read the series now to reread it without putting the overlay of what this author has become. Mm -hmm. Right and bathroom panic is such why do you want to learn a new language where would you use it how would it come in handy maybe you have an upcoming international trip maybe you want to connect with family and friends learn about a new culture want to understand certain pop culture things well rosetta stone is the most trusted language learning program and guess what it's available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app there's an app option and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com dot com slash today today such a hot button mm -hmm. easy divisive issue and to make it a big dangerous thing it makes it uncomfortable to think about all the times in this whole series that gender and bathrooms have been a plot point mm-hmm 
and it also it makes me uncomfortable about how much I've enjoyed them in the past, not worried about them. So that's this is just part of what it is to be a reader, right? To mm-hmm. to literally make this predator potentially be someone in the trio's eyes who looked like a girl or woman in a woman's bathroom is a straight up comparison to all these bathroom laws that are getting passed all of these things that people are talking about that just are not true and do not happen like it's i just reading it I immediately thought it and then I went in and did my notes and I saw Lori had put this in there too and I was like well dang like I'm glad well first of all first of all I'm glad I'm not alone for thinking this as I was reading it because I was just like oh that just feels so uncomfortable that he said that you're basically saying that the predator is someone who could Mm -hmm. look like a girl or woman but nobody nobody would have thought of this the first time around no. Like truly, I I would have never connected that dot because that's not something that was on my mind when I read this as a kid. But uh, yes, totally. But that doesn't mean it wasn't on her mind. And that Correct. I think is what is so upsetting. Um it just this this section just made me sad basically reading yeah. this. So Harry then says that he is going to take a swig of Felix and have a go at the room of requirement again. Um, And Hermione explains that she thinks that this would be a waste because luck can only get you so far. So she says the situation with Slughorn was different. You always had the ability to persuade him. You just needed to tweak the circumstances a bit. Luck isn't enough to get you through a powerful enchantment, though. Don't go wasting the rest of that potion. You'll need all the luck you can get if Dumbledore takes you along with him. So this was the first time that I actually challenged that in my head because I always thought, oh, Hermione is being really logical. You know, of course, you're not supposed to do that. And I thought, wait, no, what if, what if he had, if Harry had taken the Felix and gone to the room of requirement, no, it wouldn't have opened for him. But when he actually takes Felix, um, you know, he had a different plan. And then suddenly Felix said, oh, you know what you should do? You should go down to Hagrid's. So (laughs) I wonder if he had tried it with the room of requirement if it would have um, given him a new way of looking at it Mm -hmm. like oh you've been going at it all wrong don't try the same thing over again that you have failed over and over again Um, obviously this is what's happening try it this other way but it might not have been a waste that's what I was thinking too when I saw your note in here it's like yeah it no I don't think Harry would have taken the potion walked up there and it would have been like oh this is what my wife was doing You know, like it would have been the series of things that maybe led to him finding another clue about what Malfoy's doing or figuring it out for real. But like it wouldn't have been straightforward. But that doesn't mean that it would have been a waste. I think that it could Mm -hmm. have, again, like we said, I mean, literally Hermione lays it out. It could have changed his circumstances. So like maybe he arrives there while Malfoy is going into the room of requirement, in which case that would have worked for him because... He wasn't opening it. Draco was opening it, but he happened to be there while it was being done. Or he could have seen, uh, you know, Draco elsewhere talking about something or doing something that he wasn't doing in the room of requirement that would then give him information that he needed. So I guess that is the question is like, if he had done this, could he have prevented 
the Death Eaters from infiltrating Hogwarts. Maybe. Maybe well, could he, he could have, have come up with a way to tell the professors who are shooing him away every time he worries about Draco, you know, and then, you know, later on, it turns out he was right to be worried. Mm -hmm. Maybe he would have come up with a way to say, hey, you think you're on top of this, but you're not. Right. This is right. scarier than you think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is very and this frustrating. Just pulls... Sorry, go ahead. This, this, no, it's fine. This just, uh, it, it makes me sad that he was dismissed so often and by all the adults. Um, and so let's pull like McGonagall, for example, like just not straight up sometimes not believing children. And that's not okay because kids aren't out there to always tell you lies. Yeah. Like you have to be able to like try and figure it out. And I deal with it literally every day after recess mm -hmm. because so-and-so hit so-and-so and there's a reason behind it, blah, blah, blah. But like, you can't just always be like, oh, it's under control. Oh, it's under control. I am a firm believer in children knowing that adults make mistakes and that adults aren't perfect. And I feel like Dumbledore kills me with the whole like, basically stop talking about this i'm i have this done i know more than you i don't like that yeah yeah i agree um so ron asked why they couldn't just take just make some more and all and this is it just kind of makes me laugh because like if it was that easy like everybody would use felix all the time like why not just always have some on hand like but Harry does look it up in his copy of Advanced Potion Making and says, blimey, it's seriously complicated and it takes six months. You've got to let it stew. Um, this is when he notices the little page folded down and turns to it and he sees again the Sectum Semper spell captioned, quote, for enemies. He still didn't know what dog it earring is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That is like monster level. Do not do that. Um, <laughs> he still does not know what it does at this point, but in his mind, he now is seriously contemplating trying it out on McLaggen. What? Oh, God. It, uh, mm, Harry, you can't just say <laughs> spells. You don't know what they do, especially well, when it says enemies and again he got really lucky doing that to ron with like the one spell that he found in there where it just like hangs you upside down right mm -hmm. like he got lucky yes. yes okay so i think i talk about this in the next one um but i'm gonna bring it up now because katie said it literally reads for enemies right mm -hmm. okay Harry Potter, even given his history and what he has been through, is he still is wrapped with the innocence of a kid. And when he's reading The Prince, he's thinking he's just a guy like him, right? Mm -hmm. And so when he hears for enemies, in his mind, Draco Malfoy's picture could come to the forefront. Does Harry want to slash Draco Malfoy as if like a sword was there? No, it would have been a spell like Levicorpus 
for enemies. A tease, a joke, where no one's really actually, like, physically hurt. And I think that's why he just threw it out there in the next... We'll get to that in the second, third of this, this chapter. But, like, in his head, I don't think he's thinking there's anything sinister behind it at all. Mm -hmm. And he views enemies as, like my arch nemesis in school that yeah. he would never really actually hurt. Yeah. Right. I do just pointed out. She's like, they should really teach these kids Latin because <laughs> <laughs> he would know that sectum literally means cut in Latin. <laughs> Very um, good. I agree. Kara, Kara says Harry's thinking along the lines of bat bogey curse, not physical violence, which yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just said semper means continuously. So it literally means to cut, cut continuously. continuously. Mm. Well, it happens. <laughs> it does. Thanks, Harry. Um, so he wasn't so happy to see Dan Dean back at school, though, because he had to tell him that he was no longer on the Quidditch team now that Katie was back. But Dean actually took it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You lose your girlfriend and your Quidditch spot all in Tiffany. one fell swoop. <laughs> <laughs> Dean as a chaser. Dunzo. Oh my god. <laughs> um so two weeks later. Well, high school sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Right? Man. And like that's all your drama for so long, and you cannot think that anything matters beyond that. Am I the drama? <laughs> Oh my god, there's a family guy quote where they're making fun of One Tree Hill and he's like, There is nothing in this life that's gonna be more important that's what's going on in these hallways of this high school. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that correctly, but you get the gist. Is that a TikTok oh. sound that I've been laughing at from Family Guy where it goes yeah that's peter <laughs> i found a tiktok this is so off topic and random but i don't care um i found a tiktok that is like a dog running with a toy in its mouth it's like trotting with a toy in its it mouth tiny it's to that music it's like and it says like I imagine that this is what's going through my dog's head every time he like runs with a toy in his mouth towards me. And Katie's like, sometimes I think about that TikTok and it just really makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh. two weeks later, Harry is finally uh, having luck with Quidditch practice. It seemed the team was happy to be rid of McLaggen and to have Katie back. And they were flying, quote, extremely well. That passage startled me a little bit because you know how people think nostalgically about Harry Potter the series like oh it's so warm and secure and comforting and reminds me of childhood and you know this the cute wonderful times that the kids have at Hogwarts and then you read it and it's mostly just mortal peril mm -hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> terrible things happening all the time and right. they're always really really upset yeah. Um, yeah and then there's this moment where like Katie's back and Rocky romances have come to a close and the weather's getting nice and it's it's one of those charmed moments that makes me think okay this is what people are talking about where you know it's yeah. happy mm -hmm. yeah. this is the cozy warm yeah. feels yeah. yeah Um. 
Also, Ginny seems completely unbothered by breaking up with Dean. Like, she just seems to be genuinely happy, and she is, quote, the life and soul of the team. She's imitating Ron and Harry, making everybody laugh. Um, Harry notes that he had gotten several more bludger injuries because he couldn't keep his eyes on the snitch. Is she the, hey! <laughs> is she the life and soul of the team, or does Harry just have eyes only for her? You know? Yeah. Totally. I think it's the latter. I mean, I'm sure that she also makes the team happy, but mm -hmm. that verbiage, again, we're reading this from Harry's perspective. So mm -hmm. she is the life and soul of Harry Potter. <laughs> That's what that means. And shoelaces. And shoelaces. And shoelaces. And pies at Christmas that are fed to him awkwardly. Hate it. You just... Take it back. Why does he bite it with his lips? Oh. He does bite it with his lips. It's so awkward. <laughs> so Maybe he doesn't want to bite her. I'd be like. <laughs> In his head, he was like, please don't feed me. But then he couldn't say no. You know, it's like when Fozzie tries to be like super gentle. So he just takes the treat with his little dog lips. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe you'll get there Maybe someday. Fozbear's an old man. Uh, okay. It's yellow now. So Harriet still has this battle raging in his head. Jenny or Ron? And I feel bad that he feels this way. It's like like we were talking about. It's perfect high school drama. Um, does he take a chance with someone he's been crushing hard on and like wants to date? Or do you stick with your best friend? I don't know. Um, what? Okay, it's hard. It's hard. And sometimes he's thinking, well... Ron might not mind if I ask Ginny out because he's in his post-lavender haze, you know? But then he remembered the look on Ron's face when he had seen Ginny and Dean kissing, and he was sure Ron would consider it, bare minimum, treachery if he so much as held Ginny's hand. But he still couldn't stop himself from talking with Ginny and laughing with Ginny and walking from practice with her and being all and it made him feel guilty but he still kept trying to think of like how can I get her on her own we think back to Goblet of Fire uh, girls travel in packs so but in this case it was actually the boys traveling in packs because Ron was like a growth on Harry like wouldn't be anywhere <laughs> away from him <laughs> when Ginny was around more family guy references shoulder guy <laughs> I actually know that one <laughs> what? Shoulder guy. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm just not into it. <laughs> you know who shoulder guy is? No. You make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't do adult cartoons. I'm sorry. If I'm going to watch a cartoon, I want it to be the little freaking mermaid, okay? What about SpongeBob? The little freaking mermaid. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was a Disney original. It is. <laughs> That's actually the original uh, title, mm -hmm, but then they like, changed it right before it was released. They took out yeah, freaking. didn't go over well with audiences. Yeah, wasn't the castle made of things as well? Oh, it was. Uh -huh, yeah, uh huh. The original VHS. I love that journey for them. <laughs> My mom probably has it. It was just an interesting piece of coral. Shut your mouth. Anyway. So Harry's thinking, if only Slughorn, Harry's thinking this, if only Slughorn would throw another one of his parties. Like, he doesn't actually want to go to one of his parties. 
but Ron wouldn't be there, so it would be like a perfect setup. But it seemed that Slughorn had given them up. Probably because, like, I don't know. Do you think he doesn't want to be, like, around Harry any more than he needs to be around Harry? Because he gave up the goods? I think actually he, whatever hunger he had or restlessness that he was using the parties to fill, I think he actually has some fulfillment because he's gotten rid of some of his guilt. I love and that. Yeah, he's, he doesn't need this anymore. He doesn't... Why does he need to make up meaning in his life? You know, he's he's done a good thing. I like mm -hmm. that a lot. Harry even goes as far as to think about asking Hermione for help with this situation. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't think he can stand that smug look on her face. And then we get a little insight to he's caught her with this look on her face when... She catches him laughing at one of Ginny's jokes or staring at her. Like, Hermione knows, dude. And it's fine that she does. Hermione's known. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, she got, she's really close to Ginny, too. And she got yeah. to hear that side of it and helped Ginny to be more relaxed and confident around Harry. So, Herm, where's the help? You know, that <laughs> yeah, they right. Need it. Every now and then she just gives him the elbow. And then on top of all of that, He's worried if he doesn't ask her out, someone's going too soon. Because something that Harry and Ron agree on with Jimmy... With Jimmy, oh my god. With Ginny... <laughs> with Jimmy Pinks! Lori, <laughs> Katie had a boyfriend before me named Jimmy, so... No! You just said Ginny! No, I didn't, I said Jimmy! No! I said Jimmy! She said Jimmy! I heard Jimmy. No, I said Jimmy. <laughs> I love that you were like, they no. went, they went <laughs> like you didn't want Lori to know. <laughs> they went to the movies together and ate Skittles. That's not the like, story, man. Gossip. I know. You know what? <laughs> that's really that's romantic, okay? Lori, <laughs> She's I was never like, shared Skittles, Skittles with me at the movie before. <laughs> I've shared many a popcorn. And yeah, popcorn is many a popcorn and many other things. Lori, I was like 10. Okay, Katie, like, doesn't even count as a boyfriend. To make up for it. What? Will you take me to the movies? Will you take go me on a date? Go see Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I want to go see Wakanda Forever. Will you take me on a date? If you take me to the movies, that'll be the date. <laughs> Are you going to cash in one of your Coke credits for Skittles instead? Oh, who's sorry to you on? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will. The story, Lori, is there was a whole... We've got a big... <laughs> story, Lori. <laughs> Me and Jimmy got a giant bag of Skittles and we couldn't get it open. Jimmy. And we ripped it open and then all you oh heard no. was the raining of Skittles down <gasps> the... Like a commercial. It literally was like a commercial. As a 10-year-old, that would be devastating. I totally That's... understand that. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Did you get more? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. There go all the Skittles. We also, like, never kissed. So, like, were we even? No. No. You shared Skittles. Six callers ahead of us, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what the Jesus. heck was I talking about? I don't know. Jenny. <laughs> you were talking about Jenny. Jenny. Oh. oh, one thing that Harry and Ron agree on about Jenny is that she's too popular for her own good. Um, is and she? I don't no, agree with that. You can, you can kick rocks. Let her be herself. Don't be afraid of a loud, confident woman. Okay. Right. Okay. Who knows herself and owns it. 
Why am I yelling into a microphone like people can't you do. hear me? People want to get bingo, although I think someone already got bingo. They did. Gryffindor got bingo. bingo. Yeah. Wow. And we got 500 points. Yeah, they cheated. <laughs> 500? I know. Freaking cheaters. Just now. Uh, it was a Slytherin <laughs> that cheated. Vinny, you're grounded, and I don't think I've ever grounded you, oh. but you're grounded. <laughs> you have to do some real wrong for Megan to ground you. <laughs> you can only make up for it in coats. Oh, man. Okay. Harry's getting more and more tempted <gasps> to drink another gulp of Felix just so things will go his way. And then we get a little blip about how it's turning into May already. And this is kind of what I was saying before. Ron just seems to be right at Harry's shoulder every time Harry sees Ginny. Quote, Harry found himself longing for a stroke of luck that would somehow cause Ron to realize that nothing would make him happier than his best friend and his sister falling for each other and to leave them alone together for longer than a few seconds. I am a thousand percent guilty of like having these like I wish everything worked out like euphorically and perfectly and then I wouldn't have to deal with it that's my anxiety oh um but Quidditch season the oh I'm sorry the Quidditch game <laughs> of the season is a looming Quidditch season and Ron just wants to talk <laughs> tactics all the time with Harry and Harry's like I just want to think about your sister oh <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the school is talking Quidditch. Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. The match that would decide the championship. Gryffindor needs to beat Ravenclaw by 300 points. Just ask Vinny. He'll rig it for you. And Harry says that this is a tall <laughs> order, but he had never known his team to fly better, which I think is really cool. Like, way to go, Harry. You're captain. I'm glad something is going good for you. He yeah. deserves it. Yes. And it was the usual pre-match stuff at Hogwarts, which I just like picture in like a 1980s high school movie where like, like was high school really ever like that? I don't know. I went to like a private Catholic school. So I don't know. If what did you ask? What did you ask? So like they're doing all the stuff before the match of like trying to intimidate team members in the corridors. And there's like uh, those songs that they're singing about mm -hmm. other players and like there's either the team members that love the attention or there's the team members who are like running to throw up because they're so nervous i do not know so this life i pictured this no. as like 1980s <laughs> high school like in the movies like but you're not against each other in your own high school you're against other high schools true that's true but like i was thinking of like so. the, the bullies with like the geeks you get like your head stuffed in the locker yeah, like not okay. if they aren't if they aren't coming at you in a back alley with some dance moves, I don't want to see it. See, now that's an okay <laughs> if it doesn't, way. That's if it okay. doesn't look, if it doesn't resemble Greece as well, I'm out. <laughs> if you want to resolve your conflicts in the name of dance, I'm all for that. Do the conga. <laughs> Do the oh, conga. <laughs> yes, Janine, dance off, bro. Me and you. <laughs> Oh um, okay quote from the book another example of how mr potter is in fact a seer uh you ready for it okay give it to me somehow the game had become inextricably linked in harry's mind with success or failure in his plans for Ginny. he could not help feeling that if they won by more than 300 points the scenes of euphoria and a nice loud after match party might be just as good as a hearty swig of felix delicious He's totally 
He's a seer. You're a seer, Harry. I love it. I'm just saying. I love it. I love it. Just saying. You heard it here first on Swish and Flick. Tiffany called Very it. Very good. She has converted Very good. Us all. called it years ago. I know. Years ago. So Harry's got a lot going on. He's also still trying to figure out how to break into Malfoy's room of requirement. Still no luck on that. Um, so he has this moment where, like, I think Hermione... Oh, Hermione wants to go ask about a question. She thought she, she did something wrong in her essay for, I think, arithmetic. And Ron ran to the bathroom so he could throw up again. And Harry has a moment to himself where he pulls out the Marauder's Map so he can, like, check on Malfoy. And he finds him finally. And he's standing in the boys' bathroom on the floor below. And someone's with him. Not Crabber Goyle. It's good old Moan and Myrtle. Dun dun dun. Right. And that's where it stops. And that's is that not a great place crumble. to pause? Ah, oh. beautiful. What a great time. All right. Sorry, this is my cue, and I'm not ready. <laughs> Are there any questions? I didn't see any. I did see a couple come through. Guys, if you have any lightning okay. bolt questions, send, send them, them now, right baby. now because I'm going right to pull now. them in 15 seconds. Do, 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 do. <laughs> mm. All right. I, I have questions. <laughs> Marguerite asks, what kind of cheese do you like with wine? Or just mm. in general, if you don't like pairing. All cheese. I love a good Gouda. wheel of brie. I love brie. Do you want to know the only brie I have come to like? And I've tried I've tried to like it so many times. The only brie I like is in the protein pack that Starbucks sells. The cheese and fruit box. Why? Yeah, I don't know. That's literally that the only one I've good. eaten that I've liked. And like we've tried meg loves it so she'll like she's done baked brie, i like those baked ones and oh, i just i'm not a fan it's got a weird like plastic taste to me i don't like it <laughs> i don't know why i don't like it <laughs> i really love mozzarella like oh, like soft yeah. like soft fresh mozzarella what's the other one that's like mozzarella but not mozzarella burrata yes oh my love goodness. it burrata with is some olive oil salt tomatoes my friend mm. told me a fact about burrata and yeah. it's made me never be able to eat it again so i'm not gonna tell you yeah it, just do they not make mozzarella in the same way maybe <laughs> okay <laughs> it's almost the same cheese and if you're a cheese connoisseur and i'm wrong i apologize but it seems <laughs> like the same cheese to this commoner of cheese i love yeah. me some colby and i love me some munster you're a, you are a child and I love it. Lori, do you have a favorite cheese? It's called Epoise. Ooh. You're too fancy. I like <laughs> came across it in some restaurant once and it's really expensive and it's sometimes banned. <laughs> like it's from France and it can make oh. you sick. Anyway, it's like a dangerous cheese. <laughs> oh, I like it's really it. Good. Name of the Oh, dangerous, <laughs> dangerous cheese. cheese. You kill me, Lori. I love it. I love that. Um, okay. <sighs> Marguerite also asked, do you think Katie was affected into adulthood? Similar to Ginny, that there was going to be lasting damage done. I certainly uh, was getting... affected into adulthood. <laughs> Forgetting that much 
of like anything i think i mean yes obviously her being cursed also but like even like the memory loss of just like having no idea what happened for that long like that also has to be really hard it takes your innocence away as well like you don't like she i don't know how she felt like safe and comfortable you know what i mean um i this is a very loose comparison but like oh my god long time ago our house that we were living in was broken into i literally ran an errand and came back and it was broken into and stuff was stolen and it took me a probably i probably never got over it because we moved soon after but like i felt so unsafe like your 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 little safety blankets taken it's just ripped right from you and you kind of can't you have to work to get it back yeah um anybody else want to add anything Marguerite also asked guys she's getting all the points for Gryffindor I'm just saying yeah Marguerite what do you think happens if you have too much Felix does your unluckiness just rush back in like a flood I kind of think it's addictive (laughs) yeah yeah there are side effects to it to too much Felix yes I'm gonna try and bring it up yes yeah look that up because I can't remember exactly because you shouldn't have too much and you can't take it too often Hmm. okay it is meant to be used sparingly however it is meant to be used sparingly as it causes giddiness recklessness and dangerous overconfidence if taken in excess Mm. so it just like Mm -hmm. you probably go from like trusting felix and like it luckily goes on feeling invincible and then yeah then you get the scary i can do literally anything and then you get hurt i'm sorry you still have regular mortal consequences for your actions yeah. <laughs> um oh, okay goodness. my drink is going on i'm sorry <laughs> Vinny asks is this the first instance of gryffindor cheating on the podcast i think it might be it might be but it was it was done by you Vinny. did i i, I and marguerite we did not cheat, sir. It was you, Snake Man. Vinny, okay, you're grounded. I'm, lit- I'm not. And kidding. now you're lying about it. Oh, appalled, grounded, Dunzo. Vinny is Dunzo. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. I think that this lands on Tiffany. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that noise. <laughs> because you can't rally the Gryffindors to get more points and he suddenly felt sorry for you guys to just give you 500 points. That's some No, ooh, that's not how Shane that works. Shane has been No. Cast. No. Uh, Vinny is a man of his own free will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not pretend like little old Teef knows how to do any of those points up in this Discord. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say another word. Uh, all right. Last question comes from Nikki. Would you go to find out what Malfoy is doing in the bathroom? Yeah, yes. because I'm no taking a yes. poop. Katie sees both sides. <laughs> I don't want to go see anybody in the bathroom. But he's not in a stall. He's, he's with, with good old Myrtle. Something's yeah. yeah, he's with Myrtle. He's with Moaning Thumbs Myrtle. Up. Listen, he's that clearly makes me not question, sitting on a toilet. That makes me question more things. I don't want to go there. Nope. 
You don't want to have oh, anything Catherine. to do with Moaning Myrtle. I didn't say that. I don't want to interrupt whatever moment they're having. Oh, okay. You're trying to turn it nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. That is all the lightning bolt questions. Ooh, I wanted to read this from... I pulled it from Discord. Marguerite, you're on fire. Um, we were talking <laughs> about, you know, author, gross, icky stuff. And Marguerite said, mm. as an adult... I truly think these books are imperfectly wonderful. They challenge us while reminding us of the importance of certain key things like empathy, individuality, and acceptance. I may not like the author as an adult, but I love that this series lives on without her. That Harry Potter fans and community like Swish and Flick strive for a better loving world. To me, that is the magic. We as the Swish community are magic in action. Ooh, baby. I... I actually give her more points. <laughs> give her more points. No, sure, I love Tiffany. that. <laughs> and and I agree. And I think that what I really love about what I really love about how we talk about these chapters, and it's and it's interesting. And I honestly, I would really, I kind of really want to just start over a reread as Swish at some point, and like go back to the beginning and do it again. Because we're yeah. such different podcasters now that we were when we started Source. We had no idea what we were doing. I mean, do we still know what we're doing? No. But <laughs> um, the fandom has changed. So it would be interesting to talk yes. about the books uh, in the way that, you know, the whole, the whole fandom has changed. So I think that what's so important about this is that we can have these conversations and, and bring these points up and learn from these things that are wrong in here and and talk about it and say hey this is not okay and and have the conversation and that's the important part so yeah. anyway, i agree i like what you had to say marguerite thank you i agree who's ready for a fan story nobody okay Me. well i am i am i am, <laughs> I am. Sorry. All right, this fan story comes from Paula. This is from January of 2019. Uh, a better time. A better time. <laughs> Literally, like, I, we can't think of anything except, you know, before 2020 and after 2020. So every time... Such a different world. I know. I like to pull the dates because, like, sometimes we got some from, like, 2018, which is really cool. Um, but, sometimes like, I, I just can't the, ever not think about it. The naivety mm -hmm. of before 2020 right <laughs> for real uh. i remember like watching like tv shows like older tv shows and there would be like a crowd of people and i'm like oh, should they be doing that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are watching Grey's for the first time and they're about to touch on the pandemic and I'm, I'm, I'm like this is gonna to be really to weird to like watch a tv show that talks that, about it like goes through the pandemic it's just meg told me this book that you read i mean this was like months ago but she was like yeah they talked I, about it, it brought up covid and i was like well that's it was like crazy. the basis of some of her anxieties it was very weird i was like i'm reading a book about the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> while i'm living it Inception. Right. Uh... anyway paula i'm sorry here is paula's story hello everyone First, I really want to say how I absolutely love your podcast. It's funny because I don't actually like listening to podcasts in general, but Swish and Flick got me hooked from the first second. My Potter story starts where it all started. When the first book came out, I was six years old, just got, in, just got into school. 
My mom had heard from a co-worker that Harry Potter is a good book for kids, so she bought it for my birthday, which is close to the release dates of the books. She was going to read it to me because as a first grader, I wasn't quite as good as I wanted to be. But as it was, she didn't have quite the time with the job and everything. So little me, having read some easier books, just started. I was in love. It was exactly hmm. what I wanted. It was my world, my place to be. It took me some time to get through, but by the time Chamber came out, I practiced with other books and was way faster. Just when the first movie came out, I realized that I had read several names wrong, like McGonagall. As I am not a native English speaker, I didn't care. I will, this is Katie talking, I will say, I say character names wrong all the time in my head, and then like, I'll talk about it with someone else, and I'm like, who are you talking about? Or I'll listen to the audiobook and I'm like, oh, that happens so many times with it? like A Court of Thorns and Roses because those names are so weird I, that like all of us pronounce things differently until we started talking to each other. Throne of Glass. <laughs> I finally I listened to it again today. They pronounce it K-all. K-all. Yeah, K-all. I don't K-all. subscribe to that. Like K-all. Yeah. 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 No. Huh. Oh, I kind of like it. <laughs> but that's my only experience with it pretty much. So. Um, okay, back to Paula. With every book, my love for Potter grew, and I have read them countless times since then. When the last movie came out, I finished school. So Harry Potter and his story accompanied me for my whole school life. Sadly, with university and work coming along, I couldn't find the time to read my beloved favorite story that has sparked my overall love for the written word. But when I found your podcast in a very dark period of my life, I started to read along with you, and have since then overcome my fears. Thank you for that. Harry Potter is my past, my present, and my future, and I wouldn't want it to be any different. Lots of love to you all, Paula. I love that. Thank, Thank you. you, Paula. Paula. You rule. Also, I don't listen to podcasts either, and I'm on one. So <laughs> I totally <laughs> I just started listening to one again, so every now and then I'll like you know, get on a kick of one, but I just generally don't. I don't know. Maybe if I ever, uh, this, yeah, that's not going to happen. I was going to say if I ever don't have a book to listen to while I'm running, but there's always books in the world. So maybe I can switch on and off. I don't know. But anyway, Paula, yeah. thank you for your kind words. Thanks for being here. Yes. Being part of our community. I have been trying this whole time to find a joke that I found acceptable. And like, I just haven't. And it's really upsetting to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, some are just like, I can't read it because it's so bad. Why don't you look up a cheese joke? Well, that's like supposed to be on top of it, you know? All right. Okay. Sorry. Maybe look up some cheese jokes. Yeah. Just okay, pick cool. one. Even if it's bad, just say it. It's fine. You got to get through it anyway. Yeah. How do you get into the Hogwarts gym? <laughs> I don't know, Katie. How? You just use the dumbbell door. Ah, oh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> All right, what do you okay. what what do you call a dinosaur made of cheese? Gorgonzilla. Are you on the same website as me? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Twenty five cheese jokes you will love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what cheese? Can, wait, what? No, I'm not saying that one. Hold on. What? Uh, <laughs> Did you hear the cheesy weather forecast? It's rain with light breeze. Oh, ah. my God. <gasps> what That's did I good. do with my cheese handkerchief? 
I blew my nose. Get out of here. Uh -huh. All right, last one. Why didn't the cheese want to get sliced? It had greater plans. <laughs> Very good. Well done. All right. Well done. If after this chaos you would like to follow us on social media, you can do so by following <laughs> myself and Katie on Instagram at the Peaches Family and Tiffany on Instagram at Tiffswish underscore flick. Lori, would you like to plug any social media for you? My website is lorikim.com, L-O-R-R-I-E-K-I-M. And I would say Twitter, but goodness knows what's going to happen with Twitter <laughs> by the time this comes out. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's interesting over there. I know. Um, oh, I should I should say that I have a book out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's been almost a month since the new updated edition of my book on Snape, which is called Snape, the Definitive Analysis of Hogwarts's Mysterious Potions Master. So that came out about <laughs> a month ago, and it's an update from a version I wrote in 2016, and very, very many things in the world and in Harry Potter fandom have changed since 2016. Mm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, it was time for an update. I love it. And it's on audio, which is awesome. Right? Is it out on audio? Yes, it is nice. out on audio. And yeah, it's really cool. The um, narrator that they got for it, it turned out that Snape has always been her favorite character. That's awesome. And when they so cool. sent her a bunch of stuff to try out for, she wouldn't let herself think that she might get it because it just seems so improbable. Yeah. But no, it's yeah, it's been it's been really fun and, and wonderful to hear her enthusiasm about it. So that's awesome. great so cool. that is so great um all right so as we said we did get a bingo today who got it marguerite right marguerite got bingo mm -hmm. she so went to gryffindor. gryffindor let's see are you fools still in fourth place <laughs> i don't know did we get our full 500 or <laughs> we could take it away you did but it wasn't enough so Oh, Ravenclaw still, still, <laughs> still in first with 4,155 points. Hufflepuff is in second with 3,204. Slytherin is in third. Come on, guys. We need more Slytherins to join Discord. Is in third place with 2,579. And Gryffindor is in fourth with 2,207. We got pity points today. And you know what? I'm not going to hate on them. I'll take them. <laughs> Closing that gap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lori, thank you so much for joining us. And we will, like I said earlier, we will have Lori back for the uh, next, next two, two, the next two episodes for this chapter. I love and this chapter so much. Thank you I'm, so much. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Yes, we love having you. Basically, anytime um, on the Snape podcast. has an important chapter, Lori should join us. Yeah, why not? Oh, we'll bring you back for the Prince's Tale for sure. Yeah, he's going to be busy. Mm. He has stressful times coming. Yes. Yes, very stressful times. But we'll definitely bring you in for your insight. We always love it. You're amazing. So just thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. I thought I had one and now I forgot it. Meese. 
<laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay, so Tiffany sent this Jeopardy gif. Not gif. What? Jeopardy TikTok. It's fine. About what's the plural of moose? And the guy said meese. And then Ken Jennings laughed at him. And I thought it was real. Me too. But I was told that it was a joke. It was a joke. I understand. So the, the people will do throwaway answers on Jeopardy when they have the cashola to do it. It was also just a four hundred dollar question. Yeah. Just I'll answer a question for four hundred dollars to get a uh, good chuckle out of people. It was fantastic, though. Bye, swishers.